Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Bang. It is what it is, man. PJ Screen. You don't be on nothing, I'll be on. Baby Jade. Okay, so let me ask y'all this then. Bring you Big, big, big Facts. Visit the new website today, BigFactsPod.com. Live from the Trap Music Museum, Big Bang, DJ Screen, Baby Jade. We here, we team Big Facts, and today we're welcoming for a very important conversation. The one and only Dr. Travis Barber has joined us. Yes. Big Facts. Welcome, welcome, my brother. How you feeling today? Feeling wonderful. Feeling wonderful? Yes, sir. The, the, uh, so, so let's start by giving everybody a little uh, uh, background on, on what you do in the community, how you got to that point. Uh, we know you also spent some time incarcerated and then, you know, obviously you turned that negative into a positive. So just talk to the people, give them a little bit of background on yourself. The background, uh, high school football star, college dropout, full scholarship, Georgia Southern University. Okay. Stayed one year, came home. Still addicted to the fame, name in the paper, everything. So I so started fighting dogs, fighting the dogs, meeting all the dope boys. And from there, capping the jug, and then my man came through, dropped me off a load, and wasn't no looking back from there. Ended up, <laughs> <laughs> ended up catching a murder case in character mm. that I didn't commit, ended up getting convicted. Uh, sir, got sentenced to 20 years, served 10, on, 10 in and 10 on paper. Mm. So I got out in 2012. 
So was it during your incarceration that you envisioned like writing a book, helping the community, getting out and, and help? Was it that vacation that was a, that allows you to get your mind right to do everything you're doing now? That 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 vacation put me on a new pivotal, um, being away from my own sons and seeing so many young black boys coming through the walls and looking like my own kids. Yeah, I just had a deep passion to become the father to them boys that I wanted a man to be to my kids on the street. Mm. So let me ask you this. Um, just going back to, you said that you served 10 years. You had to do 10 years on paper. Mm. How hard was it for you to stay out of trouble for those 10 years that you had on paper so that you wouldn't go back? It, it, it was hard just for the, the minor infraction, just knowing that somebody could make a phone call and say that Trap did this, or Trap said that, or Trap hit me. And I w- I'm going to have to go back to jail, go down the road for two years mm-hmm. to prove Until my answer. Until they sorted out. Yeah, that kind of shit. yeah, that, yeah. That was, it, it was, I really had to choose my friends and places wisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so how was it? Like, what, what made you addicted to the street? Like, made you want to go to the street? Seeing, seeing my mom working 24-7 for 13, 14 years throughout high school. And knowing that the NFL was going to be my way of taking her off her feet. And when that didn't work out, it was by any means necessary at that point. And, and you know, in our community, everybody got some work. And that's what I took to. When you got to work, do you think, goddamn, you still focus after you start getting the money? Or you get, got, like, typical nigga, like, fuck that, now I'm finna flex and get the bitches and shit? Well, I did that, too, but I still put Mon Deuce in the crib and, and snatched me up, two of them, and... Handling my business, I was still taking care of just my community. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was impacting the whole city as well. Just, just my crew, my people. What made you start just really, really, really like? I mean, how you stay focused doing this shit? You know what I'm saying? I know it's, niggas have to come out their pocket. Niggas got to use daytime. Like, how you stay focused and grounded and motivated to do this shit on what I'm doing now? Yeah. Knowing that that can be my child getting one of the police calls. That can be my child upon one of the body bags knowing the position that I put other people's lives in and being uh, a part of a murder and having to live with knowing that I played a role in that man's demise and never being able to tell his mother that I'm sorry for what I did to cause that um, that night. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, you know, along the journey of serving the community and talking to the youth, just kind of had them days where you like, Man, sometimes it feel like a lost cause, like just a lot of frustration, you know what I'm saying, when you feel like you might not be reaching yeah. like you want to. Like, it, I had that feeling yesterday. Mm. I was getting off on the West End. I'm at the light. Um, now I hear my periphery. I see the I see the motion, but I ain't tripping. I heard, doop, 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 doop. And I look, but it got a stick. I don't know what it was. I, mean, I ain't trying to zoom in. But I pulled on off, dipped to the right, and got the hell on. And I'm sitting there like three in the evening. And you in broad daylight, the gas station shooting across the street. At, I don't know who he was shooting at, but he was just gung-ho. And I'm sitting there in my head like, damn, am I really making a difference? Like, mm. what's, what's the problem? What's going on? Yeah. What you think putting niggas in that mindset to just go out like that? Man, niggas broke. Hungry. And then probably got kids at the house. Probably just got chumped off by his old lady. Uh, his homeboy's up and he ain't. Mm-hmm. And just that envy, it just breed hatred and just that vicious mindset. Like, I, don't, I ain't fucking, I ain't got nothing to live for. So you think when when any of us at this table pull up and just talk to him or do something for him, that think that helps the cause? Like, at least 
man, somebody might give a fuck. Like, yeah, when, when they when we pull up and we leave a phone number mm. and we respond to a text mm. or a call, that makes the difference. Nah, you said some shit to me that made sense though. And you was like, shit. We trying to get the niggas who ain't ain't already made their mind. Yeah. Some of these niggas already done made up their mind. Gone. Like how to reach them kind of niggas. Just already got their mind made up? Yeah. Or we reach them when they hit Rice Street. Yeah. When they get down there in Jackson. Their life experiences. We reach them when they sitting there like, damn, I don't fucked up. But just like for instance, um, I was able to be a part of one of his programs that he does at one of the places like around the city is called an at promise center mm-hmm. or whatever. So I had a chance to speak to the kid to like a group of kids. I had a chance to interact with a group of kids and also come together with other entrepreneurs to like help put some stuff together for them. And I feel like those types of programs and those types of things is what's really making the difference. So I know you get discouraged or whatever and like seeing that at three o'clock in the day kind of like, it's like, damn, like what's really going on. But you got to understand like, even, even like, it's like two of those kids from the program and from like the program that you put me into, Mm -hmm. they still talk to me like on Instagram. They still send me shit stuff. I posted for them or whatever from their businesses and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't even really think it was that big of a deal, but they really like just appreciated just the interaction, not even any money or anything that like you guys have done for them or anything like that. But it's just little things like that, that give them the hope that they need to keep going on the road to be successful. Absolutely. And just for them being able to say she responded. Yeah. She, who she say she is. Right. That makes them give them that much more strength to keep going to carry on and be like, I'm going to show them that I can do it too. Yeah. And some people look at it like, like, when you when you have to go and speak to kids and do activities with kids or you know young adults or whatever like it's a chore but sitting down to listen to their stories and to get to know what they've been through and to hear what they're trying to do is really is really refreshing like it's not like it's something that's gonna oh my god take a whole lot of time out of your day like once you do it once you're going to want to do it again. And it's going to be something that's really going to like make a difference for you as a person. Even if you're going through some shit to know that the same way that you're talking to them and you're helping them, them talking to you and like you knowing that you're making a difference with them can like help your shit tremendously. Put things in perspective. For sure. For sure. What, what, do you have any like biggest regret along your journey? Like, or do you take it all in as, this is how I got here. The, the only regret that I have is about my third year, because even in prison, I was the same dude. Everybody wanted to pull up on me, talk to me, get him a barber chair, just be in my prison, work out with me. And dude came to see me. He he was mental health. And uh, I was tired this day. And he was at the door, so he wanted me to come holler at him. But I was tired, so I like tell him I catch him out the child call. Child call never came. We was locked down for the rest of the day. My partner hung himself. Damn. So that fucked with me so hard, knowing that I probably was the bridge between him and suicide. Mm. So that shit be on my back them every day. But you can't blame yourself for that, though. I can't, but you know, it just he had me my biggest regret. What's the worst part about like trying to you know go clean and stay clean and be an activist? Like, what's the worst part of that shit for you? 
Um, one of my partners called me a police ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying, like, nigga, you know me. You know, like, for real. Uh, and then I think about my granddaughter calling me grand grand. And I just... But what's a police-ass nigga like, y'all? You don't be doing no police-ass shit, though, dude. But you know when when you're doing good and when you're doing what you're supposed to do, you don't find your lane and you ain't over that. I ain't got that same garbage-ass conversation no more. Yeah. I don't want to talk about no hoes and cars and clubs. Yeah. I'm talking about these laws, restrictions, uh, reform, and everything else that's going on in our community with the kids. Yeah. So he yeah. feels some type of way. So I'm just like, all right, cool. That's what it do. And I had to go ahead and let that roll off my shoulder. <laughs> oh, he just saying like just if, if a nigga like this shit's so backwards. If a nigga trying to do something positive, now you're a police ass nigga. Oh, that, that's what that's I am. That's, that's ass where we shit. at. I ain't no man. Yeah, that's where we at. So I go in the courtroom, juvenile. I'm a credible messenger. I can intercede on behalf of the of the um, juveniles. I'm just communicating. What that mean? Credible messenger mean I've been sworn in to go into the courtroom, and they're gonna take my expert advice on what a child need or what they can do. Yeah, so help niggas basically. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we graduated <laughs> yeah. the last class that we graduated of the how many kids was in that class? Sixteen or Six about, it, like was, that? it was sixteen. Yeah, it was like sixteen kids. Um they came through one of his programs in conjunction with the Fulton County Court System mm-hmm. and they completed the program, they graduated, we threw a party for them, no like time. for their parents. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any jail time, and I think fourteen or fifteen out of the sixteen kids left the program with jobs and, like, stable employment or whatever. So what happened crazy. if you vouch for a nigga and he don't do what he supposed to be doing? What happened then? They, they gonna lock his ass up. Just like when parole vouch for you, you get in trouble, you going back to jail. So, but you ain't, but you ain't, you ain't gotta go turn a nigga. No, nah, they don't. They, nah, nah, hell no. Yeah, he gotta fuck up yeah, on his yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah, Like, exactly. I'm saying, like, if, if you seen, like, say, if you seen, if you seen early signs, like, oh, this nigga ain't listening. You ain't finna go tell them folks. Like, you gonna keep <laughs> trying to do what you need to do. Yeah, so what I do before I go <laughs> In there, I'm gonna go. I, I want to see your your criminal history. Okay. I ain't put my stamp on just no anything. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that, that, that yeah. I go in there and do my own homework. Before I just go because the mama crying. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Even raw three folks. They got home invasion. Uh, <laughs> mama. <laughs> Come, <laughs> on now, mama. Come on lawyer. now, mama. Come on now, mama. Yeah. You need a lawyer. <laughs> you don't need me. <laughs> For real. So that's how I do that. I, I try to do my own vetting. Yeah. Yeah. I work hard to get this. Voice inside that courtroom. Yeah, yeah most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> to have it uncredibilized. Yeah, uh, if that's a uh, word. Like, you, but you that. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. What's like one of the moments that really like, like, damn, like you felt one of them kids, like you know what I'm saying, like, damn, like a story from a kid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the the dude that I took to the studio. Uh, homeless, he he left his mother in New Orleans to come up here to try to get on his feet so he can send for them. And he was just struggling living at the um at the uh, children's foster care home. And he took him to the studio. He on the motor bus playing his Bluetooth and giving a concert, later recording, and he went viral. Little Pharaoh, he doing shows now. Got him a little agent doing. He doing good, man. Mm. It's just taking that time out, man. It didn't cost me nothing but about forty dollars worth of gas. Pick him up for the train station, take him to Slick Big Studio, and he put it on the track and that man doing his thing now. Cause somebody took the time to be a friend or a father or a role model. Yeah. I seen, I seen, um, I seen one, a post on your page where y'all there and y'all were giving y'all nigga hugs, but he was looking like, but I ain't never had a hug for they life. Hey man. And for me, I never had a hug for my father. 
And when I realized that at 47 years old and counseling, that that was part of your me. problem. Yeah. 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 Now I can speak on it from a masculine point and let the boys know that you're not alone. And when I asked who never had a hook from their father, half the room raised their hand. And the little buck, he didn't let go and I ain't let go. We just sitting there crying and praying and, and it went viral. I be telling people that I'm a big, like, I'm a big hugger person. I'm big on hugs too. And it's like, it's not even just about the hug or the embrace. It's the transfer of that energy, yeah. like, and that, that comfort within that, like, wraparound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That people don't understand is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody responsible for their own uh, actions and choices. But if if you could, I want to use the word blame, but point a finger to the community and say, well, y'all just as much as the problem as the youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. where would you point that finger? The, the education, the information. Mm-hmm. And it's out there, but we ain't trying to get it. We like common sense. Don't want to get the acquired sense. Mm-hmm. You got to go mm-hmm. get it. That common sense, everybody just go get what's on their plate. Well, I seen Dick um, Gregory say we want uh, education over liberation. What you think? Like, I think we need some money first. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you got to add. That's what I was going to say. You got to add that to it, too. But that's the main part about that, it. Bro. I think that you got to be educated on that money. First of all, we're going to do it here. Fuck it up. Yeah. Some rims. Yeah. Block Chevy. Yeah, yeah, block. Yeah, 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 boy, yeah. now I need yeah. to hit a lick. I got to keep this image up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, now I'm crazy. This shit done made me crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's so that's why. Right. You're right. You gotta get that. So that's why we're gonna take some some financial advisors into our programs mm-hmm. and let these kids learn how to manage fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just take them, start off small until we get the backing that we need. We gotta do what we gotta do for hours. But do you think it's a mental blockage though when a nigga so fucked up, got so much trauma, like he can't even learn, he can't even? Yeah, yeah. Shit generational too. This shit, yeah. some of that shit generational. I think niggas be having so much shit going on in their mind and shit when they leave the house. By the time I get to school, I'm really just here just just to just to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So I'm sitting in them motherfucker really zoned out. I can't learn shit. Yeah. I'm thinking about that shit. Just say your mama get beat up. All this shit I gotta go night. back to yeah. when I leave here. Like yeah, that's 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 major, and that's why I like to go meet the parents, go see the the home life, so I know what I'm dealing with, so we can have a special arm plan of attack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can't just do nothing with you in school. I need to see how you living, where you come from. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. 
I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage, for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But I think we also got to look at, there's some people who came up out of that with no mentors, no help, no nothing, that also clicked in their head that, man, I'm going to do something different. That's the niggas still be fucked up a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. 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 They said they fixed. fixed. You be like suppress that shit. Yeah, like, niggas be still fucked up. I, I can't show. Yeah. I got PTSD like a motherfucker. I've been shot three times. Then mm. the shit I experienced in prison and all the violence and everything. So you know, like I don't sleep by three hours, mm. and I'm cool with it. And I learn how to live with it. 
Right. But that shit, that still got down to undiagnosed shit that a nigga fucked up and don't even know what it. Yeah. Nigga just trying to get tough. Yeah. I, go, I go to therapy. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I, go, I go talk. Yeah, you got to. I learned that in prison. because The first time we don't held hands and prayed and cried because everybody got the same problem. I want to be free. I want to be with my family. We weren't doing that on the street prior to that. Let's win the locker room football game, uh, the Lord's Prayer, and we finna go. But just really pouring out, expressing what's going on, and having an accountability partner or uh, that band of brothers that I can lean on and shit getting tough, you don't have that out here too tough. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to get these kids. So let's talk about your degree. What was the road to you getting your degree and what made you understand the importance of actually having it? And the third part is how has it helped you since? I got I got my um, degree through my uh, my acts of kindness in the community. I got an honorary doctor degree. Um, mm -hmm. And that was uh, a miracle within itself. And it's really catapulted me to the next level of, of just um, respect, as, as well as putting me in the rooms with different people that can do more for our community than we can together. Mm -hmm. And for my kids, seeing me walk across that stage in that cabinet gown, it was priceless. But they seen me go across that courtroom in them shackles. And now to come back 10 years later and, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. That, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you feel like you still got to accomplish um, in order to, you know, further um, push forward your journey? Get that facility. The one more question, Life Center. Mm. It's going to be open like the Waffle House. Mm. So no matter what time. 24-7? Walk in. Walk in. No red tape. Won't care where you're from, who your parents are, what you got going on. We're going to sit mm. down and get you what you need. Let me have a real conversation with you. Yes, sir. Now, how do you feel about doing that and the potential that niggas could fuck it up? Just having a real conversation. Because yeah, I yeah. think it's a great idea. <laughs> but niggas be fucking shit up. But that's the thing. I can't let that stop me. True. Because I'm a nigga they said was a fuck up. True. Right. <laughs> but look at me now. Mm. Convicted felon. I did. I got a proclamation on parole mm. in the city of South Fulton. I got my own holiday mm. on parole. Got a program in the APS. Mm. On parole. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I can't let that stop me, man, because yeah. there's some good ones out there. You got to push forward. And, you know, my faith in God know that this ain't even my assignment. Mm. I wouldn't have chose this shit on my own. Mm. <laughs> For mm. real. This, this, you know, I wouldn't have chose this. It chose me. What's, what's the shit you do to, like, you know, when you kiss some of them young niggas who just think they wild? What's the shit you do that makes them know, like, oh, no, nah, this ain't like that kind of. See, some of them, I just, I just let, them, let life spank them. Because... No, I got all kind of warnings right before I caught my case, but I'm like, I'm good. You know, it was a drought, one no work, so I'm chilling, Grandmama. I'm chilling, Mama. But everybody tell me, if I see police around you, buddy, you better slow down. So once life catch up with them, then they'll listen to me. Until then, but you can't do nothing with these young cats, especially if they getting their money. They, they don't need you. But when they hit the fan, though. We was talking about this on another episode. How, how important do you think that the daddies and the father figures are for Yeah. Number one. Right. <laughs> Number one. You see the little boy with, uh, well, my, my buddy has a six-year-old son that does coding. He create video games. Mm -hmm. Six. Mm -hmm. Another little boy, six, play football. Mm -hmm. But it's all about what the daddy pours into him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the father's very important, especially for a male. Mm -hmm. Ain't nowhere around it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, like, Black men might not know what they're doing when they 
abandon their family or abandon that child. Like they, they know. know what they know. They do know. Yeah, we we know when we hit that blunt. We know when we hit that cocaine. We know when we hit that bill. Mm. We know leaving your child is is gonna leave him to the wolves. And yeah. that can in turn fuck up other people's lives. Absolutely. Too. Sure. Going to. Yeah. In most cases. Mm. Yeah. That's deep, man. Yeah, they, we, we know. Yeah. Got to have them daddies around. Got to. Even if your baby mama trip, you still got to fight for that's what for that visitation, for that availability. Yeah. That kind of hard, though. What's all about? Some of them goddamn, some of them women, they make that shit impossible. I done seen some yeah, they go do. through that shit. No, for sure. But I mean, in, in mm-hmm. that case, the woman is hurting the family just That's as much. That's what I'm saying. Like, you yeah. using the baby like a pun or a bargaining chip. That shit, duh, yeah. bro. That's, That's why you got to go get do. naturalized. How, what's that? I mean, I might have said it wrong, but it's when oh, when no. you have- Legitimized. Just, legitimized. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You better not say nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can legitimize. <laughs> so you can have just as, just as many rights as the custodial parent. E- yeah, equal. But, 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 but just think about this, though. I ain't, I'm just playing devil advocate. I ain't saying it right or wrong. Mm-hmm. saying, but what nigga going down and talking to folks about anything? Right. A daddy going, I went down there. I know, I'm just saying, but you, but you, you had them became a man. I'm talking about oh, yeah, yeah. a nigga oh, yeah. who just yeah. had, still in the street, still trying to mm. do this, still doing that, still. I ain't trying to go down there and get on them folk mind about no nothing. Yeah, and you know it's crazy. My son, he's, he's 21, and probably if I wasn't here in his life, he wouldn't be going down there on his own because he's arguing about the time he get with his kid. You have that, you just a baby daddy right now, buddy. Yeah, you got to go get them legitimate. You got to go down and put yourself on child support if yeah, you want. You want to have to say so. Yeah, nah, yeah. you saying so that yeah. that's the way. Nigga, just go down and put itself on child yeah. support and ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're gonna even it up, and that's that way you'll be able to make your demands. Yeah, you see, that's beautiful. There's people watching that's gonna know that now that we yeah, touch. Absolutely, we don't know. It. Probably we would be able to go do it. If you got you have a baby out of wetlock, that baby is, belongs to that mother. And if you die, if the mother dies, that baby is going to the custody of her parents, not you. Daddy on the birth certificate if you're not legitimized. Right. Even if your name on the birth certificate, it don't even matter. That's they go to the yeah, grandparents. State yeah, state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. If y'all not, I think it's different than getting married. But if y'all yeah, married, you're married, you're legitimized yeah. already. Exactly. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so some people be taking care of the kid, doing everything they got to do, and then some shit might happen, and they ain't even. They, it is their kid, but they can't even. Yeah, you ain't now got I no have say no so. type say of say-so. So. You can't say operate or don't operate. You ain't got no say-so, buddy. That's cold. That's crazy. So do you, how, how much do you partake in, do you listen to the Do you listen to the music? Like the current yeah, music? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What you like? What I like, what music I like? R&B pretty much. I okay. listen to a little rap. I like Baby, a couple songs. Uh, I like T.I., Troy. I like, I like a lot of the music, but I can't just listen to it. I can't ride around and just beat it. I'm going to catch two or three songs and I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a couple of them and I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into Behind the Trap. Behind the Trap. Let's talk about it. That, that was me. Big Trap. Big South old South. Trap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, trap was a maniac. He was a pretty wild guy. Grab it for him. Yeah, a pretty wild guy. Uh, this was going to be my obituary. I, I didn't think I was going to live to 20 years. So I wanted my sons to know exactly who I was and what I was about. And Damn, for real? Yeah. So I ended up turning to a book when I got out. Another part two coming out because everything that I'm doing now 
But um, behind the trap, this is my life story. Mm. From this, from college to I caught my case, the lifestyle I lived in prison. Mm. But I wanted them to know who Travis Barber was and start a trap. Mm. You know, you put it. You gonna put it on a film? Yeah, um, that's that's next. Okay. That's next. Mm. Baby steps for me. You know, I'm, I'm a one man show. I need okay. like a part. I need to play no. like the yeah, auntie or like. You original yet? <laughs> I'm halfway through it. Okay, cool. You good. Halfway you, you through. I haven't finished run. it yet, but I'm halfway through you it. You got to Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that's... You did, all, you did the audio? I haven't did audio yet. I'm going to get one from my brothers who don't like to read. Yeah, me. All right, cool. I got you. <laughs> 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 I hey, I got you. Both definitely. That thing that nasty. I did, a, uh, I did the documentary, too. The documentary should be coming up on Amazon Prime. We're getting all the specs together now. Mm-hmm. I did a documentary to just... Um, Give a backdrop of where I come from, what happened, who I hurt, and who I've helped along the way, so they can have an understanding of who I am when they do see the movie and read the book. Mm-hmm. That's bad. What you tell somebody that just feel like they got a dark cloud over their head? Like, what's the first thing you tell somebody that just feel like that dark cloud over their head and it won't leave? Them? Oh yeah, you're in a good place, dog. I know somebody got a casket over their body, a whole dope. Okay. You know, for real, you got just a cloud. You in a great place. Right. Cloud is better. Yeah, you feel me? Boy, what? Yeah, you talking about? Yeah. Cloud is better. Don't got dirt on top of it. Boy, you I tell them cats all the time, man. There's some cats that's praying for your problems. That's real shit. I know a bunch of them just praying for our problems. So them dark clouds. That's really what made me the man that I am. I wouldn't have went to prison. I wouldn't. Probably already be dead or something. Uh, you know, don't you know, start yeah. using my own shit or something. Ain't no telling. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to have this type of knowledge or this type of drive to go back into the community that I once exploited and destroyed to help rebuild it and give the information and even partnering with uh, Impact and going into the county jails, getting the people that has, mm-hmm. who hasn't been convicted, the absentee ballot. Mm-hmm. People who on parole, they don't know that they can still vote as long as they don't all fine. I just want to be the beacon of light while I'm here to just uh, make a difference and a bigger, greater impact. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's hard. Sorry. What you got coming up? Appreciate you. We, we, we took out. No, we gone. What you got coming up? What I got coming up? Um, working with um, the DA's office, Miss Willis, her uh, assistant. We going into the schools and into the community to do the uh, record expungement. Um, going with Captain White with Cobb County. He has a domestic violence uh, center that they're open. I'll be uh, I'll be mentoring the kids, and in Henry County, Sheriff Scandrick working with him as well as his S three program. I'm just trying to be in every position, man, to help our people, all people, get a better understanding of what, what's really going on when they do break the law, and it ain't the end of your life. When you do get a sentence, I want them to know that turn your your your, your diary into a novel. Right. Yeah. There it is. Big shout out, Dr. Travis Barber. You know, yeah. <laughs> all over social media. Make sure y'all check Thank out. Check out the book. Hold up the book one more time for him. Behind you know the trap. It's on Amazon. On Amazon. Make yes, sure y'all sir. check that out. You know what I'm saying? And salute to you for coming. Thank you. This important conversation. Check us out to www.bigfactspod.com. For the streets. Exactly. It's Big Facts. No cap. No cap. Bitch. 
Coming to you from the Trap Music Museum, Big Bang, Baby J, DJ Scream is here. We're about to have a conversation with the one and only Stack on Big Facts right now. Give it up for Stack, Stack. Yeah. What's up, my brother? How you feeling? How you feeling? Man, slow motion. I can't complain, man. Happy to be here. Congratulations on what you guys got going, bro. Salute to you. Salute to you, man. Uh, let everybody know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, you give yourself your own proper introduction to who Stack is. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of your history, a little bit of what you got going on now and everything like that. Uh, you know, I'm just a humble servant, my brother. That's all. But born and raised in California, San Diego. Um, been out here in Atlanta over 20 years. Went to college out here. Did Which college? Little, I went to Morris Brown back okay. in the days. Gotcha. Um, back in the 90s. Came out here for a minute, went to Morris Brown, left. Went back to California. You know, started dibbling, dabbling with the little music industry. And mm. came back to Atlanta in 2001. So been out here, you know, for a long, about over 20 plus years out here. Mm-hmm. At what point, I guess, you know, between the HBCU and the music industry, uh, at, at what point of that journey did you run into your legal issues? Shit, I really, um, probably about in 2000, and I got my case in March 2014. Okay. So, you know, I've been, you know, ducking and dodging for a while, but then, you know, mm-hmm. life happens and you got to sit down and you got to reevaluate some things, you know? Mm-hmm. And then coming out of that, like, what was your mindset to say, man, I'm going to come out of this stronger and bigger and better and wiser and basically make sure I don't have to go through this shit again. You know, when I always tell a person ain't about if, it's about when something happened to you and how you react and respond to any situation. So when I, ca- I came home in January 2020, so you know, I, had a ch- I had a chance to sit down and change my whole perspective, man. Sometimes life will sit you down, and if you get it, you know, you, you'll make the right decision when you come home. So when you're out here in the streets and you're doing your one-two, you ain't got to worry about no bills, you ain't got to worry about... Only thing you're worried about is your freedom. <clears throat> but if you use your time right, you got to put a plan together. So that's what I did, man. I really sat down and just reevaluated some things and put things in perspective. So when you were, um, when you had caught your case and they sentenced you, and um, during the period of time that you were incarcerated, you applied for the First Offender Act. I mean, the first, it was the first offender or first step? Uh, first, you know, first offender. But the judge don't have to give it to you. I didn't, a lot of that shit I didn't know. The judge. You, the judge, you asked him for the first offender, mm-hmm. but they denied it because of the amount of, of work I had. So there's like, nah, not in this case, but you, it's all up to the judge. So, you know, basically, when the, when the judge told me 30 to 15, I didn't know nothing about none of this shit. And my attorney was telling me five years, and that's a 30-year time right. for, for, uh, for a nonviolent drug, t- uh, drug charge. And so the judge was like, you know, they was laughing at my sentence talking about first offender, not, not for that amount of, amount of work you got. You know what I mean? So... Oh, they wow. denied it. They denied it, but it's something. So it's basically at their discretion. Basically, yep, yep. Okay. And then when you did get sentenced, I know that you got out 2020, correct? Mm-hmm. And once you got out, you're still on, is it 10 years of probation or 25 total? It's a, t- a total of 25 because out of that 30, you know, when they say do a 30 year time, which is five years. Mm-hmm. The rest is all paperwork. So they wanted me to do 10 years parole, which I've been home almost four years now. So basically 10 years parole. Then after my parole, it's like, okay, you done with parole, nigga. Now give me 15 years of probation and a $600,000 fine. You know what I mean? So explain to people what's the difference between parole and probation. Parole, you still under the Department of Corrections. You know what I mean? Like you still... Locked up. Yeah, you still locked up. Like out here in Cali, we say you walking with a long tail. So it's like... You still, any little hiccup you do, they send you back to the pen for anything. Probation, it's easier to get off probation. Parole, 
you know, they, they try to, they want you to do that whole thing. And, and like, I didn't know this at the time, you know, I was, mm-hmm. you know, it's my first offense. I, you know, I made it the cracks from gang banging in California to making it out of here, but all my partners went through it. So it's like, right. you know, now I understand like, damn, but I know people that's in different states, they get slapped on the wrist parole, you know, especially even the Fed, cause I did state time. In the feds, you do it, give them about two years um, coming on off parole, they let you off that paperwork. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the difference? Like, since you've been home, what's the difference? You feel like, what's the difference in your life? Man, really black, it's like, just the way you move, everything you do now, you got to make calculated moves now. Everything you do, you got to be careful of the people that you're around. You know what I mean? Because any little hiccup, they send you back to the pen. So, like, the things that you thought was important back then ain't important no more. You know what I mean? Like, you try to Realize we're on borrowed time out here, man. So everything we do, you got to make sense. You got to do it with a purpose now, you know? Well, you, well, you, do you see what you were like, damn, where I got caught up at? Like, was it greed? Was it goddamn, you know what I'm saying? You know, like when you go sit down on, and do your time, it'd be mm-hmm. like, damn, if I would have been greedy or if I would have just all that one more chance shit, like, what do you feel like you fucked up at? Man, I should have been washed my hands, homie. You know, I got away. You know, I've been knowing you for a long time. Homie. Yeah. And you, you told me something a while back. You said when you're on the other side, you're blind. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen when it's coming from that other end. You know what I mean? What so, you mean? Hold on. You got to get to them. What you said? <laughs> you know, like basically when you when you're receiving, you know, you don't know what's going on to the, with the senders. You know what I mean? And and you told me a while back, homie. You said, you know, them the amigos, they they dirty. You know what I mean? They yeah. they do you in. Without a without a second, you know, without even the second guessing, they, and that's they, what happened. Basically, yeah. But I, I was, I had a lot of people relying on me, black. You know what I mean? I had a lot of people I was feeding and taking care of, man. People's family, and they depended on me for a lot of things. And I wasn't allowed with doing my one two. You know what I mean? I was, mm-hmm. you know, fucking with the music, doing my one two, staying out the way. But man, I, I think I had, I should have been washed my hands on me. You know what I mean? But people keep. Everybody don't realize, man, that getting that money is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Just like a dope fiend. Dope fiend, they addicted. You can't knock a dope fiend because when you're getting that money, man, you living, you having financial freedom. You could go where you want to go. You could do what you want to do. You know me, I used to go out the country, man. I'm in Dominican. I'm yeah. in Colombia taking trips. And the experience I got to tra- travel, that's priceless, bro. I, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Even my whole sit down, I know people, some of my partners got knocked off. You know what I mean? So, I, man, I'm thankful, homie. I ain't got no complaints yeah, yeah, for real, yeah, homie. Yeah. I'm thankful, man. When it comes to criminal justice reform, what do you think is the most pressing issue? Man, they just, man, they just, I see out here, I'm, I'm speaking in the state of Georgia. They they look at you as a number, homie. They look at you as a, as a number when you're locked up behind the system. And I think what you guys are doing, speaking on it, you guys got to, you know, it's, it's, you got to have knowledge about it. Because, you know, again, a lot of people don't know what's going on. They don't know about you know, getting out here and catching a case and they don't know about these public defenders going to wash them up. So it's all, it's, it's all like, it's a setup for us, man. Like we, we behind the eight ball, man. Scream. We, we need to educate people more about it. Cause man, you don't know about this. I didn't know about the, my judge told me I'm doing five years. I mean, my attorney told me I'm doing five years. Homie, I was looking at five years when that judge said 30 through 15, mm. Nigga, my whole life flashed in front of me, but you know I can't let them motherfuckers so see me break. So you have no prior from your lawyer that this. Nah, could, oh nah. he didn't tell. He didn't tell me none of that. He said you're looking at five years. He ain't telling me about all that time on paperwork. But see, I'm thinking money could buy me. You know, buy me off. You I'm, had a paid lawyer or a public defender. A paid, paid lawyer. I had a paid lawyer. That's crazy. I, I, and, and my shit happened in Cobb County. It's, it's dirty. Oh, well, it's, it's, well. you know, it, it was in good old boy system, yeah. man. And you know, I gave my attorney what twenty five thousand dollars. 
And because I once once it decided to stay state, I got rid of my federal attorney because we thought it was going to be a fair case. And, um, and again, I didn't know the feds have the right to uh, to take it or not take it. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm already doing fair time. Mm-hmm. When they said it stay in state, I said, okay, shit, everybody like you win it. I think Black, you told me that. You said, nigga, that's good to stay state. I'm like, nigga, I, you know, now I say, I look back at it, but like, damn, I wish the fed, oh, it worked out the way it's supposed to work out. But mm-hmm. I had the slightest idea, homie. When they said 30, Nigga, I said, damn, but you know, you got to stand strong. Nigga, you know, you know what you signed up for. So, you know, you know how it go. Yeah. So with that and, and, and standing strong, and I, and I ask people this that have been on their vacations, mm-hmm. like when you see so much not standing strong, then what kind of nerve is that striking you? Like people who don't stand strong. Man, you know. It's, it's a trip, man, because we living in a society now where motherfuckers okay that shit. You know what I mean? Where motherfuckers fold up under pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nigga, you know what you sign up for. Even these little youngsters banging out here in the streets or, you know, it's a lot of that going on. People accepting it and they still dapping a nigga up. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't condone it. You know what I mean? Like, you look at a lot of people that do some time back in the days. And, I, you know, I ain't going to speak on another man's, you know, without seeing no paperwork. But, mm-hmm. you know, a nigga get offered... 30 years and nigga do 10 or 15, but don't know he got, he told to get that 10 to 15. Mm. And you be like, oh, that nigga solid. You know what I mean? But you know, come on, do your homework and see what, why he really told, you know, why he got that 10 to 15 and nigga mm. was offered 30 or 40. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it's all, I can't, you know, anybody out here who, you know what you sign up for. You know what I mean? You know what you sign up for. They came at you with that shit though? No? No, no. You know, it's crazy, right? When the uh, state trooper pulled me over, he was like, look, nobody know where you got pulled over. He said, tell us what's what. I'm like, huh? I'm like, man, that's what attorney's for. He's like, oh, this is your first offense? You're only looking at about 25 years, you know what I mean? So, And then one one of the attorneys, the federal attorney, he said something. He was like, man, look, you don't have no choice but to cooperate. I said, motherfucker, you ain't even looked at my goddamn case. Jones. That was Jones. Nah, it was, it was, um, uh, what's his name? The nigga was, uh, he worked with the dude, Jerry Froelich. Um, yeah. He had he had a I forgot his name. He he is a retired officer, so I forgot his name. And I said, nigga, that's why that's why you I said, no, I'm done. I think I mean you were sitting down at um Benny Hanna's. Yeah. And I said, no, nah, I got rid of dude, because you know, a uh, boy that got the Jerry Frog. Yeah. His homeboy, yeah. the, um, his homeboy, I forgot dude's name. He's out of Cobb County, but he is like, you ain't got no choice. I said, man, you fired. That's why I hired Jim Barry out of Cobb yeah. County. This, this motherfucker talking about cooperating. He talk, talk, I'm like, nigga, you know, like we ain't even gotta we ain't gotta discuss this no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it ain't nothing else for us to talk about. You yeah. know what I mean? So and that's and that's what they do. They they get a motherfucker like who who weak and a motherfucker fold when never been in that situation. You know what I mean? But like, no, I stand ten toes down, homie. They said they need about what? When I get Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, 
I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safty, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would you you say to a young nigga, like, the streets is the dead end, like, if you can, stay out the streets, right? Would you say that to them, or do you think that some people just got to go through the streets to open up other doors and learn certain shit on their journey? I mean, 
I say do what's best for you, homie, because we don't know everybody's situation. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna never tell a nigga not to do it if I ain't got no, nothing to offer him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. offer these little young niggas some opportunities to do something. You know what I mean? That's why I said I don't knock these little young niggas out here making music. Like, a lot of people don't like this new generation of music. I mean, these little niggas getting these checks, but you gotta maximize it. When you get that money, nigga, do something with it. Take care of your people and put them on. And it's all about trying to have financial freedom the right way, because, nigga, this goddamn the streets, they not, it's, a, it's a circle. It's gonna set you up. If you get in, get in and get out. You know what I mean? I should have been washing my hands. I mean, I had a good run. I stay, I was in and out, but again, I had people relying on me. I'm feeding people in other states and other cities. So it was hard. It's easy to say get in, get out. But when you when you got financial freedom, nigga, you could go touch hundred some thousand dollars cash, two hundred some thousand dollars cash. Nigga, that's hard to, you know what I mean? I'm mad that I didn't make no investments, homie. I didn't have nobody to really guide me and school me to show me how to. Financial literacy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have nobody like that. I didn't have, I've been around when Meech was doing this thing. I said yeah. the same thing. I've been, I've been around when he went to side in life back in the day. He's like, yo, stack, you know, tell life, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, you know, homie, I just, it's, it's all a learning experience, homie. It's all about what you go through. Like, again, we all gonna face something in life, homie. It's how you gonna react and respond when you face with it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's the worst part about the current modern day street to you, street culture? Man, they know they don't respect the OGs. It's no, it's no, you know, they these niggas don't respect the code. You know what I mean? Like for the motherfuckers who paid the way. You know what I mean? These the younger generation, you gotta go, you know, go sit down and talk to your big homies and really see what's up. Let them lace you up. You know what I mean? Cause when your little homies is uh is is, is disrespecting the big homie or the big homie ain't, you know. It's, most it's of the no time, the big homie disrespecting themselves. Yeah, that's right too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of these niggas don't went past the code. These young niggas yeah. ain't respecting that shit. Yeah, they definitely ain't. They definitely ain't. And see, when I when I go back home to Cali, my nigga, the little young niggas like you know, like like gangster, gangster. I told you, you know, the homie he he remove himself because these little young niggas is he 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 live by the code. You know what I mean? We come up in the sandbox yeah. together, even like from Shug. They don't look at these young niggas. Don't, they don't fear Shug no more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They, they look at him like, oh, nigga, you a joke. You know what I mean? Nigga ready to bust you. Man, man. These young niggas ready to bust your ass. I, I, I already know. I, yeah, I, they I, don't man, care about no reputation. And so, but they, but they, they, they knocking each other off, homie. Scream. We so strong, homie, as a unit. You know what I mean? Like, even when I was in the pen, niggas respect me in the penitentiary because I know how to carry myself, homie. I come from a, a school, of, you know what I'm saying? They lace my tennis shoes up real well, but mm-hmm. homie, I don't think I don't think they live by these same rules and these little niggas is telling. I think telling is a big thing going on right now. <laughs> these, 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 the these, biggest thing. Them niggas, they, hey, him did it. That's the first thing. Him did it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. but then the social media fucking a lot of people up too. They, yeah. I just saw something on TV the other day where uh, what's the little young nigga name um, out of New York? Um, um, him and him and Offset was beeping about something. Oh, um, like nigga, you don't don't get on camera, nigga. Do if you got to do something, do something, do it, nigga. But you know what I mean, like. And, you know, dudes seem like a, a pretty solid dude, but it's like, nigga, sometimes you tell on yourself, my nigga, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you're going to do something, nigga, I don't, we ain't got to parade it. You know, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. Were you on social media, like, way back then before your bid and everything? Man, I had a, a Facebook page or like like that, but it's like right now, I feel like if I got something to promote, I'll get on there and make a, I know eventually I'm going to have to get an Instagram page because I want to do this. The social move. I want to talk about criminal justice reform. I want to talk about this shit. And I really want to get, have a platform, but I don't want to do it just for no likes. I don't want people to. I don't want to be looking at nobody's page, homie. It's about. It's a sense of urgency now. Scream, homie. It ain't. We ain't got time to play right now. It's about building generational wealth, homie. Thinking long term, stability, foundation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So speaking of generational wealth and the future and all that kind of stuff, go ahead and tell people who might not be familiar 
with what you're doing now about like everything that you have going on now because you got some really big yeah. major shit going yeah, on. Yeah, I see you all the time on set. You know what I mean? That's you. You're doing big things. But, uh, you know, since I came home in January 2020 mm-hmm. and like man, two months after that, homie, it was a, str- a pandemic. Um, you know, COVID hit. I said, damn, everybody talking about nigga lockdown. I said, nigga, I just came off of lockdown. Nigga, nigga, I'm, nigga, we're going to have fun. So, so in my mind, right. I'm thinking like, what's how am I going to get some money now? Because, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got the money the other way. So I'm sitting there just... Waiting, waiting, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. I had my CDL license for a long time, but I never used them. You know what I mean? When when Jamal had the little trucking company, mm-hmm. I never put them to use. You know what I mean? <laughs> but so I'm, I'm thinking, like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And one of my partners, Faison Love, he's from my hometown, and uh, Tashina Arnold is like, you still got your farm? C- yeah, yeah, he's from my home. He's he the hometown from Dago, man. Um, <laughs> him and Tashina Arnold. And, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's the homegirl. Yeah. And, and then Storm Reed's mom, they all in the industry. Right, right. Robin. I don't know if you need Robin. Robin. Yeah. So they, they telling me, they like, you got your CDO license, man, you need to get on with the Teamsters. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Teamster? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is right after the strike. So after the pandemic, I'm sitting around like, my, my money going like this. The money I had saved up is going smaller mm. and smaller. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm. About to force my hand. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and so um, they was like, you need to get your uh, teamsters. You need to get on with the teamsters. Some good money. You know what I mean? So-and-so, so-and-so. And somebody's like, Barry, go apply. And I'm like, okay. So I apply. You know, it's a little spot over here off, um, by Lakewood. Oh, what's that? Lakewood um, 166. Mm-hmm. That's where the headquarters of the Teamsters is. So I don't know nothing about the Teamsters. They say you got to pay $1,800. You got to get a copy of DM. $1,800 doesn't give you a guaranteed job, homie. It's like you pay $1,800 and you might get on. So I'm like, man, I'm not going to get, nigga, I ain't got $1,800 just to give away. Mm-hmm. And some said, fuck it. You know what? Just go try it. Took one down there, took an $1,800. I slept in the car. I, ain't, I never did this before, homie. I said, you know, I've been, sending, been transferred on buses in prison for. X amount of hours, been in the hole and all that. What's mm-hmm. what's it gonna take to go sit in the car for a minute? Had everything, got me a pillow, slept in the car. It was a long ass line to apply because this was the first time the Teamsters was hired since 2017. Mm-hmm. So Paid that $1,800. Shit, I got on working. My first show was like um, the residence with, um, what's my man's name? It's a Fox show. With, they act like they doctors or something like that. Um, Doogie Hauser? I don't know. I, don't know. I was, I was, I, I was just driving. No, I'm sorry. I was just driving. <laughs> what, what you do like? So, so transportation. I'm in the transportation department. So we might pull trailers that the actors be in. We the first ones on the set. We're the last ones to leave. You know, we just we, if we film it right here, and then tomorrow we got to fill in downtown Atlanta. We got to get all the equipment. Pull water trailers and yeah, and then like or sometimes the big white truck. The, the big, big white truck. Yeah, Some yeah. of the big ones. It's so many different departments. You could drive the. You could drive the actors personally. You could drive the trailers. You could do stuff with sound. You could do stuff with uh, electric. It's so many different departments, but it's, it's some good little money, man. You can make anywhere $5,000 a week. You can make $3,000 a week. And, it's you know, it, health benefits is good. It's, it's some good money for a, a, a person that want to live right. Like, it's not an average job. Like, mm-hmm. I told you, I have worked on BMF. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I always see Jade on there. I worked on um, BMF. I worked on Underdogs, a movie with Snoop Dogg and Mike Epps. I done worked on um, Kingdom Business, a BET show. Mm-hmm. And I done built some great relationships with the actors, with the directors. So it's, you know, you put me in position, you put me with the worst of the worst and the best of the best. And it's like, I, you know, I really had a good opportunity to uh, meet some good people on them sets, man. How so how is that? Oh, I'm sorry. So how is the strike affecting you guys right now? Man, everybody going through it. Everybody Damn. going through it. I'm talking about people losing a like a lot of people, a lot of drivers calling me like, man, Stack, can you help me get a job? Do this. Can you know, I got some good connections with some people. And right, I can still, right. I can call an artist and get on the road and do some road management work. But they like, man, can you help me get a job? Everybody, it's, it's fucked up, Jay. Like, Why they on strike? More money to actors, the writers. You know, they trying to. And, and I'm new to all this, Black. You know what I mean? I'm like, shit. So when they say strike, I know how to roll my sleeves up, homie. I'm not going to just depend on 
the 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 teamsters or the film, but you know, it's like they want a lot more of people. Money. That's all they yeah. got. Also, the whole film industry. On yeah, everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody. The act, everybody going through it. Black, like. Nigga. And another thing too that I saw that was like extremely disrespectful from my perspective is how they were trying to basically say that during the strike they were going to replace the people that have been working this hard all their lives with like some artificial intelligence. Yeah, I heard shit about that. I heard about and that. And pay them more than they I were paying the people, the human people. I heard like, about that. I that's heard crazy. About that. Yeah, I heard about it. It's, man. People out here got family and needs. They got to take care of like the directors and like like the A list actors. They good. They they can they can sit back. They can take their trips. You know what I mean? I know it might affect them, but for the ones who just now are struggling, that's trying to get on, man. That's motherfuckers out here getting fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. I'm it, sorry it, to hear it, that. It's all bad, but I know how to. Again, it ain't. It ain't the best, but I, I got collateral. If I need to sell some of these Rolexes, if I need to, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, this ain't nothing, Jay. I let, yeah, I let yeah. this shit go. That's what it's for. I don't, I don't care about none of that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not a survivor. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you've been in the in the trenches, Real at the bottom shit. of the bottom, oh, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta survive. Like, you gotta survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm buying this shit just Come on, in case man. I have to sell it. Listen, yeah, I don't yeah. care about none of that shit, man. That's all material yeah, shit. All this shit cushion. You know what I mean? So shit. But I know we're supposed to get back rolling probably about, hopefully they say by January, you know what I mean? And Damn, that's still a that's, long it, time. It's a long way. You know, it's a long way. But, you know, you just got to, you know, they offer a little bit of small assistance for teams. I can't speak of how they do with the actors, the hair and makeup right, right, and all right. that. You know what I mean? But they offer us a little a little help, a little incentives to just get us, you know, get us to get by. But it ain't like yeah. them $3,000, $4,000 checks coming every week. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. You know? So what's the ultimate goal for you? Like. What's your next big win? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's a win being free and changing everything around, but what's your next big win? Um, definitely, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to get off parole. I just uh, submitted a package to the parole board uh, last weekend. Um, once I get off parole, I can start traveling more because, you know, like tra- traveling is like, it's therapeutic to me, bro. Like just going to different countries and just meet people from different backgrounds. So once I get off parole, you know, if I get off this, I, hopefully, but then I, hopefully I should be here something like the next couple months about getting off parole. And then once I get off probation, but I want to travel, I want to get to these prisons and speak. I want to get to these juvenile facilities, go to Metro RYDC out here in Atlanta and start at these mm-hmm. elementary schools. I mean, not the elementary school, the high schools and talk to them. It's like, it's a difference between sympathy and empathy, homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you, when you've been through it, you could get a nigga to get up here and talk when you never been through the system and everything. They, they probably have some family members, but nigga, when you've been through it, nigga, that's my passion. I get up here and I could speak about this shit all day. Cause it's like, nigga. I want to say the next month, but I might not be able to get them all, homie, but I get out there and you put me around the worst of the worst little niggas and I'm, I'm going to go out there and speak and tell them what it is, homie. You know, like if you get an opportunity, get in and get out if you go, if that's what you're going to get in. Because I ain't going to say, don't do it. I'm going to just say, I'm, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Like, nigga, get in. Cause some people in a situation, that's what they got to do right now. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm going to just try to give them the real deal. You know what I mean? Like, I got a little boy, a little youngster that I was mentoring, man. He he locked up right now, but it's like his environment. He come from the he come from the trenches, my nigga. You know what I mean? Five brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? A two bedroom apartment. When I left the streets, I had him under my wing. I used to t- look out for him. When I left, I kind of lost him in the system. You know what I mean? So my my end game, man, just to get out here and speak. And if you guys got something going, y'all need me to help and come talk to somebody, man. I'll do it anytime. I'll show up anytime, man. I'm so they let you come to the schools on parole and shit? Nah, you could get by, but they got it's a process you got to go through. Yeah. I'm trying to go speak at Metro RYDC right now, and they say they got to go. You know, it's just like waivers and stuff you got to sign. But I speak I speak over at um, Atlanta Refuge, you know, the city of Refuge over here. I go over there and speak to some of them brothers making transitions, you know what I mean? And um, 
you know, me and um, Loom, and brother Amir, we do a lot of speaking. We go around and do a lot of speaking. He off parole though, so. Yeah, that process is like, that process is very tedious. Cause I do, like, I've been going, I started doing that last year too, like okay. going into the jails and, you know, like the schools aren't really as tedious as it is like when you're going into the correctional facilities. Mm-hmm. But once you get past that, like, you can pretty much go anywhere and do anything and yeah. like really get in there and make a difference for real. But you, you know that you know they pay they pay now. It's all kind of grants where you go out here and get money, homie, like to really go to speak in these prisons. Yeah, the schools like, pay too. Yeah, yeah. So the schools pay too. And somebody told me like, man, stack, don't go, don't don't speak for free. Right. You know, but it's like my mindset. Fee free might like, could bring a fee. You know what I mean? Like I go up there, but everybody like stack. They paying people, giving people grants. Nah, but I mean, you gotta like go like the first one or two off. times. You gotta start. You gotta start. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then once you're able to show that, like, okay, this is what I'm able to do, and mm-hmm. this is how I'm able to captivate these kids, or you know, these inmates, or you know, the community that's incarcerated or whatever, then you can demand. You know, what I'm saying your worth, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. and that's why like, I went to that. Um, where'd you guys have a booth? What's the thing that just passed? The investor. I saw you know um, brother Jeremy Anderson, and uh, mm-hmm. I know him and Eric Thomas. They be getting paid. They get paid a lot of money mm-hmm. to speak, do motivational speaks. And I'm like, shit, shit. We could go up there and get like you know. What I mean, we, yeah, could, yeah. we could go up there and speak, but they have a different audience. But you know, it's like, but like again, it's that sympathy and empathy. They speak that message. They motivate. and They do a good job. I'm not knocking the brothers, but right. We've been through it, you know what I mean. We we know what it's like for real to get up here and speak, and right. and they cutting big checks. So that's why I said, "What you guys doing, man? Like this? I, I, a lot of times you guys just dropping so many jewels on here, man. I'd be like, damn, that's a beautiful thing. So eventually, you know what I mean. I, I didn't got approached about to do a couple podcasts. So if I, you know, if I get something going, man, I'm just, you know, it's all about in life. We gotta we can't cheat the process. We gotta trust it. So I'm just trusting the process, just showing up, man, and staying consistent. You know what I mean? Like shit. Are you a reader? You read? Yeah, I read a lot. Yeah, I read a lot. Could, if you could recommend one book that's like life changing for somebody, what would you recommend? Mm, let me see. My one book. It's a book out by I forgot the brother's name. It's called um, He's talking about Martin and Malcolm. I can't think of the name of it. It's um, uh, a dream and a nightmare, or something like that. I, I want to. I forgot the author's name, but I read it back in the pen. But it was like. You know, when it be Martin or Malcolm, you know what I mean? It's like talking about their lives I had combined, but I can't think of that name right now, man. I, I can't think of it. it was a book somebody recommended to me when I was in the pen. I read it, but it was life changing. It's uh, a dream or a nightmare, something like that. But it's okay. um, it's it's a it's a great read. I, I recommend anybody to read it. But I love I love reading about a person's um, autobiography about their life, what what they've been through, mm-hmm. and you know, telling their story how they just came through adversity and made it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, by James Cone. Yeah, James Cone. Yeah, what is it? Dream or Nightmare? Yeah, Martin and Malcolm. Yeah. And American, A Dream or a Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, you know, they both played a major role in our in our lives. You know what I mean? Because, like, right now, we ain't, we ain't got no major leaders out here that's that's in position that's willing to die for this shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Like, so... We got we got work to do. It's our job, you know. You guys got platforms, you know what I mean, to go here and speak and you know, invite people on to you know really that's really ready to step up to the plate. You know what I mean? Like I, I ain't afraid to you know to speak for, for speak for mine. So you got to be squeaky clean to do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You got to be all the way mm-hmm. clean to just jump out there like that. Cause soon as you know they try, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. they try to dig into you and find mm-hmm. the worst. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what you call it? Uh, decredit. 
Discredit. Discredit. They're going to discredit you by pulling up, you know, shit yeah. that you probably did before you became it. Man, but you know what, I'm Black, you know, you got to stand on what you stand on in life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my past will make, our past will make us who we are. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes people wait till late in the game to jump off the porch. Like, nigga, don't wait till you, it's just too late to jump off the game, but it make you who you are, build character. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not ashamed of my past. I'm not ashamed of what I did in the past because it made me who I am. You know what I mean? From from banging to hustling to doing all I did, homie, it, it shows you who you really are. You know what I mean? And you got to still have that, like, like Black, I know you. I, I seen you grow, homie. I seen you mature, homie. You ain't who you used to be, but you still bite. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you still bite. Yeah. And it's like, you just move different now. And people respect your mind. You know what I mean? So you don't have to go back and be who you are. But, you know, like, don't, nigga, don't test me. This still in me, nigga. You know what I mean? But it's like, when you get older, you get wiser, bro. And it's like, the decisions you make, you can know it's consequences now. You know what I mean? Like, damn, okay. If I, if I do this, you got to think about the consequences. So now, in the penitentiary, a nigga call you a punk. Nigga call you a faggot. You got to whoop a nigga's ass. <laughs> You know what I mean? And nigga, and nigga can't try you in there. Now you have to build. That's some real shit. Might, might might some real shit. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Out here, you got nigga. You got to pass, nigga, because you ain't gonna take it where I'm gonna take it to. So nigga, you got to. Right. Nigga, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just don't put your hands on me, my nigga. Real so shit, it's about maturity now. The old, yeah, nigga, exactly. A nigga with a like, are. okay, come on, homie. let's let's take this one. You know what I mean? And but now it's like, nigga, you got that. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, I got. I got stuff to live for now, nigga. You so you still in the self. A lot of people stuck, homie, and they look at you mm-hmm. who you used to be. You know what I mean? I'm pretty people still probably still look at you like, oh, the old black. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Duct tape. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This that another. You know, it's like they don't see the elevation, the growth, and maturity, homie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, homie, I, I'm just thankful, homie. Every day, scream on some real shit, homie. <laughs> yeah, shit. You know Everything man? extra, though. I'm sending man. Nigga, man. Oh, Every man. day extra, bro. Man. Every breath I take after after saying this is extra, bro. Yeah, come mm-hmm. on, homie. <laughs> real shit, yeah, man. Yep. Salute to you, man. We appreciate the Always, conversation. Man. Man, everybody knows y'all. you ain't on social media, so they want to catch you on what you got going on. Man, they, can, they, 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 they can hit black, they can hit Jay, they okay. can hit <laughs> <laughs> And if it's something, if it's something hey, important, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. eventually I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get tapped in with social media, homie. But I just got a lot of work to do out here. You know what I mean? I got work to do, and I feel like I don't I'm not saying social media gonna knock me off my square, but homie. Just a distraction, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. we're gonna get you back once yeah, you yeah, get off the road, man. Show, so we got real, real oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is real, this is you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. We got a part two. Yeah, yeah. When I was smoking, you know what I mean? I know what it is. You know what it is. I appreciate y'all. Always, always, always. Big Facts, www.bigfactspod.com. Visit the new website today, bigfactspod.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.